0: Behind the Headlines,
1: the New Israel Funds podcast sharing insight and analysis from activists in Israel. You're listening to Kalela Lancaster with the May 2016 edition of the New Israel Funds podcast, Behind the Headlines. This month, I'm speaking with two of the leaders of the joint Israeli-Palestinian organization Combatants for Peace. Thank you for about listening. About the to unique the and, Fund for Behind some, the contentious podcast. memorial ceremony that the group holds together with the bereaved families forum on Yom Hazikaron in Tel Aviv. Yom Hazikaron is Israel's national memorial day for its fallen soldiers and victims of terror. It is marked on the eve of Israel's Independence Day, and so the explicit linkage is made between the sacrifice made by those whom we mourn and the very existence of the State of Israel that we celebrate the following day. The ceremony that we are talking about today is unique in being a joint Israeli-Palestinian memorial ceremony, which mourns the loss of all those who have fallen in the context of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, whether they be Israeli or Palestinian. The ceremony brings together speakers and performers from both sides and has been held in Tel Aviv for the last 11 years. It has grown from 200 participants in its first year to 2,500 last year, with more spilling out on the streets around the venue and even more connecting via live stream. This year, the ceremony is taking place with the support of a grant from the New Israel Fund, among other sources, and the organizers expect even greater crowds to attend. So I'm joined today by Maya Katz, one of the leading Israeli activists of Combatants for Peace and a leading member of the team that produces the memorial ceremony, and Soleiman Khatib, one of the founders of the movement and the Palestinian director of the organization. Maya, Soleiman, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Hi. Hi. Soleiman, I'd like to start with you, if I may. You are one of the founders of this movement, which is a movement of, as its name clearly states, combatants, people who have personally played a role in the conflict and have made the decision to work for peace and an end to occupation through non-violence. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your own personal story and what led you to be involved in founding the organization?
2: Uh, my name is Suleiman Khatib. I live in Ramallah. And... I- I born in Jerusalem and my family still live around Jerusalem in a village called Hebron. and I uh, was in Israeli jail for 10 years and a half from the age of 14. Uh, I participated in uh, the struggle against the occupation uh, by using uh, uh, different violent means at that time and through a long uh, a journey in jail for 10 years and uh, uh, participating in a food hunger strike and reading about nonviolence uh, struggle around the world, like Mandela and Gandhi and Martin Luther King, and learning also about the conflict from all sides of the narratives, like our narrative and the Israeli narrative. Uh, I transformed into uh, beliefs of uh, moral values of nonviolence culture. Uh, to put an end to the conflict by joining forces together with Israelis. If we established combatants for peace more than 10 years ago. So, you know, that we are living in a conflict zone. So it was not easy to take steps ahead and to meet what's so-called your enemy. Especially we are talking about ex-Israeli officers and elite unit uh, army guys. So, and Palestinians that were in jail as well.
1: How did it start? How did you, how did you find each other?
2: Uh, well, actually, the... Uh, uh, the Israeli uh, uh, side of the organization already exists in uh, non-organized uh, groups like through friends and the same for us as Palestinians that we were calling for uh, non-violence abroad for the Palestinian uh, uh, common friends in some other organization they connected uh, us and uh, we start meetings illegally in Bethlehem and you know to cross the psychological barriers and the political uh, red and so on, because we were talking about 2005, 2006. You know, this was the the Second the time, and the uh, shooting was there, but, like uh, with Gilo and Bethlehem, Jerusalem Bethlehem, and uh, a lot of violence around, and uh, to even to go from Ramallah to Bethlehem to meet the Israelis there, it was also a long uh, trip due to the checkpoints and so on. So we had to overcome the barriers between us, the psychological barriers, also the logistical arrangements and the mistrust and so on to, to be able to see each other as a Human. And this journey took a long time to Humanize each other and to find common ground and to share some common Beliefs and some Values and mainly we are talking about uh, the value of uh, uh, living in Peace together and ending the occupation and the right of, of both sides of uh, uh, self-determination and uh, security and freedom and so on. Of course we decided to, to join each other in a non-violent joint movement and that's mainly the new thing. Based on our experiences as ex-military and ex-prisoners, uh, we took our destiny to our hands, uh, we believe there is no military solution for our conflict. There is no zero-sum right. game.
1: Thank you, Suleiman. Thank you. So your movement is is ten years old, and and this ceremony has been taking place really from the beginning, and um, and coming up to you, this is this next one coming up is going to be the eleventh ceremony. So I, I wanted to turn to you, Maya. I mean, you've been highly involved in the details of organising this ceremony, which I'm sure has been extremely complex on all sorts of levels. But it, I mean, it's a very powerful concept. This a joint Israeli-Palestinian ceremony, um, and I, I wonder. I mean, how 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 did this concept begin? How has it evolved? Uh, what is it trying to achieve? And Maybe Maya, you could also say something about what it's meant for you personally being involved with with, with it for, for, for these last years.
0: Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, this ceremony was uh, initiated by uh, Buma Inbao, who lost his son Yotam in Lebanon in 1995. So uh, this year it will be the 11th time that we do this ceremony. And... It was, the idea was to, to uh, create a joint ceremony for bereaved families, Israeli and Palestinian bereaved families, uh, to come and remember their loved ones, and also to find another way to, to end this circle of uh, violence. Because as you said before, the Memorial Day in Israel is a very important uh, day. It's a sacred day in Israel. And each year, we uh, all all the communities come together to remember remember our loved ones. But we want to add something more to this ceremony. We want to take responsibility and find another way uh, to move forward. So what we offer in this event is. First of all, to remember, to remember all, all the, the loved ones that, also, that we lost. And, and, and also to take responsibility and to try to create together another future. And it begins with the, the ability to see uh, the pain that the two people are paying because of this conflict. To allow the Palestinians to join our pain and to... Uh, acknowledge their pain, and from this point, to try to figure out a way, in a non-violent way, of course, to move forward and to stop the killing. Mm. So it's a very moving event, uh, and each year we see we can see that more Palestinians, more Israelis are coming to, to join it, and uh, to find another way to. Uh, to be part of this, uh, of this memorial or this event,
1: I think the numbers are really quite significant, and we'll come to that in a minute. But I want to, um, I want to ask you something else. Uh, and Maya, I will start with you on this, and I also would like to ask Suleiman to address it afterwards too. And I said earlier at the beginning, I said that the event is contentious, you know. And from the Israeli point of view, you know, you touched on it here, Maya, in what you just said. You know, we're talking about a day which is a quintessentially Israeli day it's a day in which Jewish Israelis really come together and mourn personally and collectively a day which is marked on the Jewish calendar a day which is very much about our pain and the Jewish Zionist narrative so a ceremony which essentially as you have just said turns it into a joint Israeli Palestinian day is jarring for many people and there have been protests and there have been attempts to really to torpedo the ceremony, actually. And I'm sure I can imagine that similarly on the Palestinian side, there there must be many people who would view Palestinian involvement in this as a kind of a betrayal of the Palestinian narrative. So I was just wondering if if the two of you could address this aspect. Maybe, Maya, you could start, you know, how do you respond to, to, to those who feel uncomfortable with this event uh, and, you know, perhaps quite vocally and dramatically want to see it coming to an end?
0: I think that every uh, every people or every Israeli uh, can choose and find his way or her, way, her ways to, to commemorate uh, our loved ones. So for me, for example, this is the way to do it. This is the way, the, the joint ceremony, this is my way to do it. But I understand and acknowledge other families and other people in Israel that choose to, to do a different ceremony. But for, for our community, this is the only way to do it because I believe that I must, I must uh, invite people to, to acknowledge my pain Invite the the people who used to be my enemies to acknowledge my pain and maybe from that point to try to figure out a way to live here together. So I think it's a complicated uh, message, but at the same time, it's so human and basic because everybody hurts.
1: It sounds to me like you're saying that um, it's a way of bringing an element of hope into the pain even though there's a basis of pain there's an element of hope there for you know for a different future uh, which which is the way that it's important for you to commemorate and you know and I totally understand that and I think many people would um Suleiman I I wonder how people around you in Ramallah your friends your family the people that you're connected with, respond to your involvement in this or what kind of uh, responses you know about on the palestinian side um to there are to people who 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 come over and participate in the ceremony
2: uh, look as ma mentioned like of course i understand the being that uh, many palestinians uh, far that lost their uh, loved ones uh, whether uh, we talk about victims that died unfortunately or we talk about other faces uh, of suffering under the Israeli occupation life. You know, like my family personally lost half of our uh, my family's land now behind the wall, and we can't cross to uh, for the olive harvest season without Israeli permit, you know. And we can talk about many other aspects of uh, that was uh, under the Israeli control. Uh, so, you know, on one side, I totally understand that not so many people can Across the comfortable zone and see the other side. Been as been, so we we're not talking about symmetry situation, but still, uh, of course, we got critiques from different kind of people. You know, usually far left and far right will uh, uh, write against the alternative Memorial Day, the Palestinian-Israeli Memorial Day. But for me, I see the Memorial Day as one of the most important. Uh, events ever for reconciliation and for humanizing the other side and seeing each side. The pain is the same for the Palestinian mom or Israeli mom, it's just the same, there is no zero different. And uh, uh, with my, a little bit, I understand the one that critique us but, uh, I believe, I'm optimistic and as I mentioned, the numbers of people that watch the, or join the event, they're growing every year and this year we'll do a live screening for people that can't attend physically. And I do believe that this kind of brave events and actions, joint actions is the only way out of our comfortable zone and out of the conflict in order to create what we, I would call it a third narrative. This is the third narrative that doesn't talk for one side just, for one baneful in this side or that side. We are both in a trap of this conflict and I believe that we have to find the way and this is the way out of of this conflict in order to uh, live in peace and safety and the freedom for, for everybody. And I think this is strengthened for me, as a Palestinian, I don't, with all the victimhood mindset exists there, with all the difficulties that the system created against us, still I don't want to behave out of victimhood, I want us to take responsibility of our actions as Palestinians and Israelis, in order to make, to create change. And that's how I see things. Actually, there is no other way uh, to exit from our uh, current situation. Just joining each other by different non-violence means. One of the main events are the Memorial Day, but also we do other activities. We can talk about it and. The second event maybe I want to highlight is the Freedom March. So this is another non direct action uh, outside in the streets, together Palestinians and Israelis by non means. I
0: just wanted to add that, especially this year, when uh, well, when we can see that the hatred and the violence in both people getting higher and higher, This event, uh, the the Joint Memorial Day, the Israeli-Palestinian Memorial Day, and the Freedom March as well, is very unique because when the leaderships are not uh, uh, offering us any uh, solution, so the two peoples must take responsibility and do something. So in that way, uh, it brings a lot of hope for many people to try and do an act, do something together, in order to change to change our lives here in, in Israel and Palestine.
1: I have to admit, uh, personally, I, I have been to the ceremony many times um, and uh, I uh, my personal opinion is that it's very moving. Um, and over the years, some quite significant figures have taken part and there have been many powerful and emotional moments. Could you tell us a little bit about a, a, a moment in one of the ceremonies that was particularly powerful for you?
0: One story in particular that uh, I, I can't stop uh, thinking about. This is the story of, of uh, uh, Ben He talked about his daughter that he lost years ago. And was very moving to see the point of view of a father and his uh, way of thinking and the transformation that he went through from the, the the really, uh, the really uh, the will to uh, revenge to take revenge to uh, uh, finding a way to uh, reconciliation and to try to share his pain with a lot of others Israelis and Palestinians. So for me it was very very moving and I can't I can't forget it.
1: Thank you, Maya. Uh, and you, Solomon, was there, was there any particular moment that was particularly powerful for you?
2: Even the whole uh, uh, event is like really a moving uh, emotional, historical, political, psychological event. But uh, uh, last year, actually, uh, one of the speakers, he was a great speaker, named Israeli speaker, very intellectual lady, and she, uh, one of the things that she said she used to attend a normal Israeli service. But after attending the Alternative Israeli-Palestinian service Memorial Day in Tel Aviv, together with Palestinians and Israelis, she will never go back uh, to, to, to the normal community service. And that's for me the transformation that I, I personally wish to see in this event and other, our other events. That transformation is very important After you cross, then you are not the same person anymore. And that's a really, really very moving and very optimistic and very hopeful uh, words.
1: Well, I just want to say thank you to both of you. Um, I really want to wish you the best of luck with this year's ceremony. Uh, Our listeners in the UK and elsewhere can connect by live stream, as you said. Um, It will be May the 10th at around 7 p.m. UK time. I think that's right. Uh, We'll put a link on the infographic for this podcast. Okay, Maya, Suleiman, I wish you all the best with your very important and brave work. Thank you.
2: Thanks a lot. Thank Thank you. you. Thanks.
0: Thank you for listening to the New Resolve Fund Behind the Headlines podcast.